Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, everybody has a sense of uh, what are we doing? What do we need to do to get better? How do we win these games? Um, you know, coach lays out the, the game plan, um, understanding the details, understanding um, more football to be played as well. Uh, and we just attack it. Um, it's not you know, sugarcoating it or not a guy uh, not being accountable for it. Uh, everybody's got to own their mistakes um, and grow from it. Well, that was, of course, Captain Cam, <laughs> the leader of Cam's Kindness Week. Also, you know, one of the leaders in our hearts and minds for the Steelers. Um, you know, I, I think that, 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 that is it that simple, Wolf? Hey, listen. The coach lays out the plan. Just go out and execute. At the end of the day, it's it's football. Can I tell you that in in my experience, all right, and this is – I know every now and then you have some issues with the game plan, with whoever's putting the game plan together, that sort of thing. But the fact is if you're all in on the same game plan, that's your best chance to win at that moment. Okay? I mean, there, there's just no two ways about it. Um, you execute. Again, players play, coaches coach, and – when you start mixing the two, you create problems, and uh, I, I just, I just hope that uh, you know everybody understands that it's about pulling everybody pulling the oars in the same direction, you know, and those are some of the things that can happen. But by the way, when you said Captain Cam's kindness, he didn't. I don't know. His words sounded kind of edgy, kind of rough. <laughs> well, I think kindness. This was not part of his kindness week. Well, he he's kindly telling you to shut up and do your job. There you go. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Some, sometimes cute words can't can't quite get it as well as just straightforward words. Right. Sometimes you got to use that, that that type of language. Yeah, it's just Shut like up, with your kids, do your right? Job. Yep. Yeah, you know, because it, it, like it's different when you're talking to a four year old, right? When you're trying to get, oh, come on, let's do it. Yep, oh, yep. it's okay. And then you get a twelve year old. You're like, just just sit down and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I need five minutes to myself <laughs> just to get my brain together. Okay, just five minutes, you know. So it is, you know. So I mean, that, that's that's what it is. And Cam has kids, so he understands that completely. Absolutely, listen, can't talk to the toddler the same way you can talk to a teenager. <laughs> a teenager, I like that. Yeah. Very good. So, so yeah. So I mean, it was a little stern, but at the same time, you know. But here's here's where I kind of 
you know, I kind of not necessarily push back, mm-hmm. but I kind of say, hey, there comes a point where you have to take the input from the players and how you're crafting said game I plan. I think that's always helpful. I think, for instance, Terrell Tar- Austin talks about the fact, or actually it was Minka Fitzpatrick talked about the fact that he liked the way Terrell would approach and take, you know, tips from some guys on the defense, giving them an ability to voice their concerns about an input, right? Well, and also players are seeing the stuff live, so you have to be able to adapt on the fly because it's like, hey, you know, during the week, I know I know we rep this, but they're showing us this in game. And that's where kind of that that knowledge comes in, like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. We might need to think about adjusting how we're looking at this because they're presenting a new package because I think they self-scout themselves as well. Sure. And, and they want to make sure that they're also trying to be elusive, but we picked up on it, so I think we should do this. What do you think about this schematic or this play call? I think that player input is very important as well, and you have to be on top of helping, however that is, and assisting the coordinators. I mean, I think that's why you know, you wonder co- co- coordinators who want to be on the field versus be up in the booth – and who you trust, eyes and ears, and then players. Because, I mean, that's why you go to the side. Why do you have Microsoft Surface tablets and a whole little, like, kiosk there to charge them and have the plays downloaded? It's to adjust. Mm-hmm. It's to see things in real time right. so that the next time you go out there, you're not caught off guard or caught off guard again. Because usually there, there's always going to be something, a wrinkle that you didn't anticipate. Right. That the team is going to present to you or something that they've withheld until they saw you. So if you don't have it on film, you can't rep it. You can only rep what you've seen and make your best guesstimate of it. But in game, things happen. Just like when when you have new personnel in and how that player might play is not the way the previous player played that same position. So it, it is that it's a delicate balance you know, you don't want to be, like I said, you don't want to be sabotaging at the same time. You want to make sure that you're presenting this clear, concise, and understandable, but it should be somewhat open communication within within the construct of said game plan. I think that's the other thing. It's not undermining, it's assisting and enhancing. True. I got I got no problems with that. You know what I mean? Taking yeah. input from the players, is it's important. Now, there's certain players you don't take input from because they're not, yeah. <laughs> their output is not, it's not worth the input. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the output is not worth the input. I love that. I'm just, uh, I'm just Thank saying. Thank you for okay? that, Jim. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. welcome. All right. So as we look at these linebackers, I think the strength of this defense lies in number 57, C.J. Mosley, and number 56, Quincy, Quincy Williams, who I believe is on the injury report, isn't he? Uh, Quincy Williams actually probably not going to play. Okay. So. Um, it's a highly doubtful. Right. So here, let, let, me, let me run this through you real okay, fast. Okay, let's Wolf. do it. Let's go through the injuries. Okay, so Quincy Williams didn't practice on Wednesday, did not practice uh, Thursday, said he's believed to be out for a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. Okay. Um, Cornerback Brandon Eccles and defensive end John Franklin Myers were both limited in practice on Thursday. Um, Rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson left the game Sunday with a rib injury after taking a big hit Mm. but was able to return. He was not on the injury report Wednesday and quoted as saying – they feel good of his ribs. I took one big hit, but they're getting me right in the training room. Okay. End quote. All right. So if anybody was wondering about Garrett Wilson, he uh, he will still be there. 
But he does have soft ribs, so I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> you know, for any interested parties I, out there that might be encountering Garrett Wilson on the field. Yes. If you have information, you use it, right? Yeah. What's the little NBC logo? The more you know. Yes. It's like a little star going in a circle. <laughs> do, 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 do. The more you know. Yeah, that. Yeah. The more you know. As we used to and say back in the there. day, which side? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to be as concerned and caring as possible, Coach. I just need to know which That's side right. of the ribcage. <laughs> just, you know, you know, okay. So what the more do you, think you know, the more, you know, but the more we know about CJ Mosley, the more we know he's the leading tackler. This guy, I think he's a stud. I just, uh, I've always been impressed with CJ Mosley. I've always thought he was a high quality uh, inside linebacker. Yeah. And, and, and you know, he had, he had, he had 12 tackles yesterday, uh, last, I said yesterday, uh, last game had a fumble recovery. Um, you know, he's, he's had, he's had 10 plus tackles in eight of the past nine games that he's played. Um, he's, he's looking to, you know, continue that trend. And this is a guy that came over from Baltimore. So he's very familiar with the Steelers. Yes. And he's a guy that was a highly sought after free agent for the jets. Uh, and so I think, I think, you know, you have to worry, you have to worry about a guy that knows you so well, that knows what it is to play in Accra Shore. used to be Hinesfield when he played here. <laughs> um, I have to keep saying that because it's, it's still it's, – I'm trying to get it to roll off the tongue, Wolf, trying to get Akersher. I got you. You got it. Um, but, uh, but, but no doubt about it. I mean, he sets everybody up. He puts everybody in position. He's the green dot on that squad. And then, of course, you got another really good backer on the inside with him with Quan Alexander. Yes. Uh, Quan, Quan, you know, comes over from Tampa Bay, was on that Super Bowl team for Tampa Bay. And he, he, ha- he, has, he has a nice skill set to him, too. They both are v- – very smart. So when you're talking about guys roaming inside, making good decisions, they're there. The rest of the team has to kind of, I think, elevate to their level versus them, you know, stepping down to their level. They ha- they have standards that they've set for themselves. And so those two guys actually, you know, make sure everything runs clean. They can get out of position, though, because of the defensive line if they're not holding the point. Absolutely. Because they like to, they like to guess. If this is one of the defensive lines, I really think that we can come off the ball and with the double teams, you can move those guys with their hand in the dirt, those front line guys, and move them back into the linebackers. I mean, you should be able to do that. There's no reason that you don't. It means you're leaving early if you don't move that guy off the ball because those guys are not massive. They're not uh, immovable objects. They're they're capable, low-pad level playing defensive linemen on the interior. And they're going to make you bend your knees and they're going to make you get your ham hocks churning. But the fact of the matter is that it, you're capable as an offensive line of doing some real damage and busting it up in the front there. And I, you know, and I will say this, I, and I won't, when every time I see C.J. Mosley, I always think about the boss play uh, run years ago by Ramon Foster. Do you remember, do you, he had one of the greatest hits I've ever seen an offensive lineman have. Coming around the corner, turning up on C.J. Mosley. He ran over C.J. Mosley like it was like. Did you ever see like uh, the, the Terminator? You know when when yeah. uh, you know the, the the Terminator goes under. He gets run over by a truck that somebody's driving over on over Arnold. You know, drive him over, yeah. drive him over with the truck. You know, but they drove over him. Boom, boom, boom. You know, what I mean, it was just that impressive. It was a great hit. 
And I, I always yeah. think about the big ragu having that hit because that was really – that was one of my top ten all-time offensive lineman hits I've ever seen. Yeah, so I, I will see your Ramon Foster, and I'll raise you Chris Kimiatu. Okay, good. It was it was so, C.J. Mosley the – it wasn't C.J. Mosley. Oh, it was, okay. It was it was some poor soul for the for the Cardinals when we went and played them. Juicy pulled on a counter. Uh huh. And when I tell you that, I I think I saw the dude's soul leave his body at one point. Yeah. Before okay. it, it almost looked like ghost. You know when the guy right, at the train right. station like knocks him out of <laughs> the other. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it was like one of those things. It was just wild because Chris came and pulled around the edge. He hit this dude so hard. He went flying. The guy got up, and then he jogged to our sideline and sat on our bench. Yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember that looking, what's that dude doing there? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm on the sidelines at that point. Yeah, right? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you were on the sidelines. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Juicy, you knocked him into another life. <laughs> he thinks he's a Pittsburgh Steeler right now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's just trying to buddy up with you so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> he's like, listen, I want to be on the side of the team that just delivered that blow, not the side receiving it. I'm just going to go sit over here. Don't mind me. Don't mind the red uniform. No, no, I'm a stealer. <laughs> what did you think about their corners? I thought Sauce Gardner was, looked pretty darn good. He was kind of impressive. Sauce has got the sauce. Yeah. Uh, that, that I, I see why you go and you get that young man as high as you did Yeah, because – he he, I mean he he he's going to be a challenge. Yeah, he's going to be a guy that I mean he sticks to you like like you know pigs stink to stick to to stink. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Like I mean he 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 is all over the receivers. So when he goes and and he does like to travel too. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So whoever they decide is worthy of that number one receiver position in their mind, expect to see Sauce Gardner, and it's going to be tough. But I. Th- but I mean, but his, and his technique. I mean, he is aggressive. He is rangy. Um, but I think you know he can be beat. Oh yeah. And, I th- I, and so you can get on top things, of him, Max. If you, yeah, I really believe one of the guys that can do this is either Pickens or it could be um, uh, Claypool. But one of those guys, you they can get on top of this guy. Well, and his double moves, right? That, right. That, that's that's where the sticking point is. So if you could sell. That initial move, mm-hmm. and he bites, boom! Second move up, yep, and take it, take it down because that that's that's where it is because he is a very instinctual player, but he's also a very aggressive player. So you can't just send it on an on an out route or a slant or some generic in route. Like you've got to get him moving and thinking, and the double moves, rub routes are all going to be very very key um, in this matchup. And you can't ha- you can't have you can't have what we had in Cleveland, right? No. Uh, you you can't have you can't have guys running. You can't have George Pickens running into Chase Claypool trying to run off the DB. Well, that that problem was he he blew up his guy so bad. You know what I mean? Coming up saying, the scrimmage. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. It's one of those things that you don't expect. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, you don't expect it, but now that you know you have that power, yeah. <laughs> let's try not to use Thor's hammer too much, okay? When, when it's a sophisticated, I loved scene. it though. I, I thought it was hilarious. You know, and no, I know it's a it, great aggressive play. Yeah, it is. When it's, it's like just, first down, but yeah. you can't do it on third down. No, and <laughs> yeah, and then it comes into play. Yeah, exactly. What did you think yeah. about DJ Reed? I liked him. I thought he was just—he's a solid, good player. Uh, solid and good. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, I think he's a guy that is a sure tackler for them. 
yep. especially when you're talking about the perimeter. Right. Um, I, I don't know necessarily because he also, you know, he comes he comes from Seattle. Um, and even though Akello never made it in Seattle, Akello technically came from Seattle as well. Mm-hmm, right. uh, because <laughs> he's traded from San Francisco and then immediately traded to us. So, um, but, but, you know, DJ Reed is one of those guys, I feel like in his experience, like he's a guy that's, he's a very cerebral, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a K-State guy. Um, he's been, what was this year? Six, five, five, five or six. Five yeah. Or five six, or six. Yeah. And I remember him in Seattle because, you know, I cover, since I cover the Cardinals too. Right. Um, he was, a, I mean, the kid had, the kid has some great speed. Like he has great speed, but at the same time, I feel like there's a reason why Seattle also let him go, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he's a guy that, you know, he has good, he has good, I will say this, he has good vision, good change of direction, um, but he does get lost thinking too much in the scheme. Um, Not that I've so, never been lost thinking in the scheme, mind you. you know? <laughs> ne- never, never, Wolf. Wolf, you are perfect. You are great. Um, but let's, before but we, I, we got to go to break, Max, say, so what I want to do is safeties. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, Lamarcus Jordan, they've busted a couple times now on the back end here. Yeah, yeah, they do get lost looking in the backfield. They do, and that's something you want to take advantage of. So play action, I feel like, is very good against those guys. Um, so the run game is key to get it set up so that you get those guys creeping and getting, you know, staying from their from their twelve yards, coming down to eight, coming down to seven, mm-hmm. peaking because those, and that's where crossing routes middle of the field are going to really be important yes. for us. That's Running where I fl- – I'm yeah. sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's where I think we got to go. I think you got to get some of those high and low crossers, get them all mixed up, put those guys in conflict on the back end because I think they'll bust. I think they can yeah. bust, and I think uh, – I, I just think that's a weakness for this team. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, see, I would say even running some seam – just running seam routes. True, yeah. That's like, another. And, th- and, and then having a guy cross underneath. Yep. Right? Right. So have the clear out guy and a guy coming across from yeah. the opposite side underneath. Those are all the things that but that's attacking the middle of the field. But anyways, Wolf, let's step aside real fast. <laughs> we're gonna attack the middle uh, of the, the, the field we're, here. We're, we're gonna attack the middle of the field in the next one and we're gonna break down offense in the next segment. So we got the defense done. But I do wanna remind people, hey, listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. So when you're in the house, you're cleaning, you're you're doing whatever that people do in houses that's not involving work i'm not saying prevent work but you can turn it on while you're on a work zoom just hit the mute button but uh you know just just say alexa play steelers nation radio for my heart and alexa will take care of the rest you are in the locker room with wolf and starks here on snr and espn radio is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They still got a lot of good ones now. Hayward's in there. He, they, uh, Ogunjobi, uh, they, they push the pocket. They play very hard. Uh, they're, they're relentless in their pursuit for the quarterback. And um, they do a really good job with their coverage system to give the, uh, the D-line a chance to go get the quarterback. Oh, yeah. The that was uh, head coach huh? Robert Sala. Yeah. Talking about the defense there for the Jets. And 
You know, when you, you, you think about Robert Sala and kind of the job that he's done, taking that job over, um, you know, defense was, was never really the issue. is always the offense, right? And I think it was, you know, you take Zach Wilson and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do offensively. I feel like Robert Sala always has a good game plan going. But the offense not being able to help that defense out you know, kind of has, has gotten him in trouble. And when you have a rookie quarterback in there um, last year, kind of makes things tough. And then now, you know, getting Zach Wilson back for his second year. And, you know, injury kind of derailed him. I think he only started 13 games last year for him. Right. And, and now, you know, he's already missed <laughs> that requisite three games again mm-hmm. um, before coming into this season. You know, that, that makes He can it start tough, 14, right? when, though. He can do more. <laughs> could. Right. But history, <laughs> Confucius say, injury once leads to injury twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about this, Max. It's it, when he if he starts on Sunday. I'm just saying if, because you still I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I I'm everything points to it, but again, until he lines up and does it, and you just say if. But it'll be 51 days since he last took a snap with people trying to do him ill will. You know, I mean, remember how we talked in the preseason, you know, Joe Burrow, no reps in the preseason, you know, and then, you know, even then you got to get into the games and you got to get regular season stuff going on. Um, but this guy, he, he's it's 51 days since he was was out on the field with the people coming uh, full go. Yeah, I mean, and that that's good. That's that's tough. And we we saw that and and. and we remember what the week one results were, right? Mm-hmm. Starting quarterbacks who did not play in the preseason, three and eight. Yep. That's good, 11 quarterbacks. Good memory. Didn't do it. Good memory. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, listen. You know, I got to trust it while I still have it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, because you know what? So, <laughs> you know what I always say? Don't mock me. I'm the face of your future, buddy. <laughs> Things get harsh <laughs> when you start moving yeah. to the 60s. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, hey, hey, great decade, by the way. Anyways, um,. <laughs> So I've been told. No, um, so I've been told. But, <laughs> but but I but I I think the biggest thing is that you have you have to overwhelm him early. Yeah, like some of the blitz stuff has to come at him. Absolutely, because, man. Go ahead. And you've you and you've got to confuse the middle of the field for him. Yes. and just make him gun shy in a lot in a lot of in a lot of moments. And that and that gun shyness now allows Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, yes. Larry Ogunjobi, yep, and company. To now get Montrevious Adams, the new starter at the nose tackle position, mm-hmm. um, it allows them to kind of do what they do on this offensive line, which is already mismatch, and you know the land of forgotten things uh, on that offensive line. Yes, and and so I think you have to do that early, and and, and what I think the Jets are going to do to counteract that is they're going to come with the run game. Yeah, because let's face it, what we've put on film is who we are, right, Wolf? Right. You're only as good as what you put on film. And we're not a good run defense right now, right? And so expect Michael Carter, Brees Hall to try to try and help Zach Wilson out. And they are both explosive runners. They're guys that are hard to wrap up and bring down. You cannot shoulder tackle these guys. You can't go in and no. try to submarine their legs out. You have to make sure that you pull them down. You know, with full wrappage and bring the posse. I mean, everybody needs to run to the ball. This Brees Hall, this guy is ripping off ten yard plus runs. I mean, this guy is capable. There ain't no doubt about it, and I think Michael yeah. Carter watching him, he's already got 600-plus um, in, in 2021 when he had 600-plus yards rushing. 
and 300-plus uh, receiving yards. I mean, this guy is capable both carrying the ball and receiving the ball uh, is, is by his uh, past history, and he's going to be problematic if you don't tackle with good form. Yeah, good form is key. So you can't have that, I missed him in the hole, Akella Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, type, type, type of Ouch. tackles. You, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you, you have to be sure and see, C, C player, hit player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to say mm-hmm. C ball, hit ball, C player, hit player. But I think one of the other things you have to kind of look at is you've got to make sure that when you do have them sized up, that you're actually hitting and forcing the fumble as well. Cause this is another thing. This, this jets team, has fumbled has fumbled four times already this year. Right. And so that's something and they got seven turnovers <clears throat> total. They've thrown four interceptions and they have three fumbles. So that that's something you can also attack. So if you're doing it, that's where we're talking about the gang tackle. The second guy got to come in for the strip. First guy secure the body. Right? right? <laughs> secure right. the guy so that he cannot break loose and then for the second guy punch drill, strip drill like working on those type of aspects, but it takes, it takes multiple guys to the football. You can't rely on single guys making the tackle. It can't just be Miles Jack. It can't just be Minka making the tackle because that means you've gotten to the second and third levels of right. this defense. First level, secure it, and then second level, come in and assist. And then, hey, if it is an outside stretch, okay, secondary support, corners, safeties, need you guys involved as well. But it has to, it has to be that mentality. And you have to make that declaration in your mind. We will not be run on because we know where the weakness is. The fish is the QB right now. And we got to make sure we put the fish on display, right? Like Woolies, right? <laughs> Woolies, put them on yeah. ice. Put, put them, them on, on ice, ice baby. baby. You got it. You know, I yeah. look at this offensive line, Max. They already lost their, their first three tackles. All right. So you got on, on the on the outer edges, you got a rookie starting at right tackle or at, and making his fourth start. And you got Connor McDermott, who – if this guy this guy could play Harry and the and Harry and the Hendersons, you know what I mean? He's about yeah. six foot eight, three ten. He's uh, making his seventh start, and I think he's but in the league about six years or so. So he's he, yeah. he's not started too many games, but you watch him, and he's he's one of these guys. He just plays real. He's a he's a waist bender. He's not a knee bender. You know he. He's one of those guys that plays tall, but he's 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 a big, strong jabroni, is what he is. Yeah, str- yeah, strong dude, tall dude, but once again, UCLA guy. Yeah. So you know, surfboard, put him on the surfboard. <laughs> he he is he he is a waist bender, you know, and I think that's what you have to do yeah. for him. For him, the biggest thing is going to be edging. He's a guy that plays tall. Yeah. Um, he plays every bit of his height, so. The dip or rip under, I mean, is something that, yeah. that's giving him trouble. He's stiff. And he's, he's really a, stiff. Very stiff. So you're going to have to force him to bend. Yeah. And I think Alex Highsmith, I think when you talk about the dip and rip and the spin move, mm-hmm. ooh, that just sets up good for Alex Highsmith's skill set. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that's that that's the bee's knees. Get him, get, get him going one way, boom, spin him back to the inside or set him up to the inside move, dip, rip underneath, low, and angled, I wouldn't go long arm stab as much unless you have an edge on him. Yeah. Unless you've already established that you have that 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 foot past him. But I and I wouldn't engage down the middle of him because I think that's, that's where his that's where his strength is. That's exactly what I was gonna say. This is a guy that one of the guys that I always admired, Ramon Foster, always positioned himself so the guy would have to come down the middle of him. 
And you know that was just a yeah. losing task. I mean, the yeah. big ragu was just very powerful. And he, you know, he was one of those guys that could just absorb ginormous amounts of force and return it on you. You know what I mean? And and this guy, Connor McDermott, he posi- he's got a good initial kick step, but it's not athletic. I'm trying to I don't know how to parse this, but once you engage with him and you start in that stand-up grappling sort of thing, you can off balance this guy. I mean, he is big, he's strong, he's all those things, but you watch him, he gets off balance and he's he's not he's not a real good athlete. So the biggest key when you're talking about guys like that, right? He's a very barrel chested type of dude. Right. The biggest thing is space. Right. Mm-hmm. Is space. Yes. So if you're a five technique, maybe you edge out to a go six. Okay. And just so he has to do two kicks to get to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't right. you don't put your body attached to him. In any type of way. What I'm talking about attached, I mean, the half-man relationship. You know, you're always yeah. taught as an offensive lineman, right? My outside half should be should be paired with his inside half. Mm-hmm. That's the half. Because inside then that force out, is a one-way go. Yeah. Yeah. So that force, is, that force is one way, and that's the outside edge. You're closing off the inside to that. But if you step out about three feet wider, and now you're detached from him, now he must take two, two kick sets to get yeah. to you before he comes to balance and that motion even with that second one allows for a guy to get off balance because now he's established the uh the half man and now he has to go that third kick so you're forcing essentially three kicks with the two if you do that, that alex will own him if, if, exactly. if alex can get him to do that he will own him uh, i yeah. i just i couldn't put any more plainer than that you know what i mean yeah but yeah Take a look at – all right, so we got McDermott. We got uh, uh, Max. I Max thought Max Mitchell. Mitchell was pretty good. Just watch it. I mean, for, yeah, for a fourth-round draft pick or, or whatever he is. But you have to remember, this guy was a Sunbelt Player of the Year, Wolf, last that's, year. Yep, yep. Player of the Year yeah. in an entire conference. Yeah, that don't tackle. happen. Yeah, and he's also – he comes under the tutelage of Darnell Stapleton. Right, D-Stape. Uh, at Lafayette. Like yeah, so, yeah. so D-Stape was his own line coach. This is a kid I liked a lot coming out, and I was surprised he fell that far because I thought the skill set, he kind of reminded me of a Mike McGlinchey mm-hmm. in San Francisco with mm-hmm. better feet. Okay. Um, McGlinchey is athletic, but his feet get crossed up. I think Max has a better awareness with his feet. Um, but the other, the only thing I say negative is that he can be bull rushed. Yeah. yeah. He can be but bull rushed. But he uses all his hands well, though. I'll give him that. No, he has good he has good hand replacement, and that's what you want to right type yeah. tackle, right? Yep. Is a guy that okay, if I am gonna get absorb you know, absorb it, but at least regain leverage and fight mm-hmm. at the end. So I think Cam Hayward, hello, mm-hmm. Cam Hayward ha- could could be could be that guy that could uh that could upset that. Or, the or Ogan Joby, depending on where they yeah, play. Larry. Absolutely. But but you know, but Larry, I haven't seen Larry play too much edge. I've seen him more at the three technique on the inside. Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't seen him bump out to edge yet because I think it's been Cam, didn't they, didn't they, Malik the base Reed, Oki, and Alex Highsmith. I thought we well, saw base him. Oki, yeah. Well, base Oki is going to be a four technique. Right. So, But if in a but, passing situation, he's going to kick to the outside backer. Oof. In their base pass protection, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm Max missing. Max Mitchell, if he's the right tackle. Oh, oh so the okay. Right tackle, okay yeah. yeah. If we're in base Oki in pass situations. You lost me when, when, yeah. when I was still stuck on Larry O. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, he might give a hand to Larry, but he won't get yeah. a one-on-one pass rush because of the four-down looks Larry's always interior. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. no, no. That that's yeah. good. That's good. I, yeah. I what I like Max Mitchell though. The guy the guy does a good job of staying inside the frame of a guy. You know, when he locks up with a guy, he doesn't get like you watch Connor McDermott. Con, Connor McDermott for all his size and strength and everything else, he gets wobbly. You know, because he his yeah. feet are. You know what he reminds me of? Did you ever go skiing? You know, and you, yeah. you're in the in the lodge and you wear your ski boots in there. You go clump clump clump. You know, and any sort of quick movement is uh, it, it's a problem. That's what he reminds me of. You know, maybe a little yeah. bit of uh, Herman Munster. You know, I mean, got the got, yeah yeah. That that's what he reminds me of though, as far as his movement cement, skills. Yeah, cement cement shoes is what we like to yeah, call those well, exactly. But um, but yeah, but hey, we'll we'll step aside real fast, and then when we finish up. We'll finish with the interior real quick. Good quickly, grief! We already we'll, blew that segment away. Yeah, we did. We blew it away once again. This is very deep and in, in, integral knowledge that we are disseminating <laughs> to the people right now. So it is technical, and it do, does take a little bit more uh, savoir faire. To a little savoir faire. There you go. Yeah. But when we come back, we will break down the skill positions. We'll finish up the interior, of the offensive line on the offense, and. Yeah, put a bow on this, and then next thing you know, you'll be hearing us on game day. Boom. So please stay tuned for the last segment of In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks and the Ninjas here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a process, and we're going to continue. We're going to we're going to continue working. We're going to continue coaching our butts off and, and trying to get it right until we get it right. And that's really the only way you can do it. Uh, there's no magic formula. I wish I wish there was a drink inside I could go drink and then we'd be great. But it's not. We're just going to it's, – it's meeting, it's detail, it's performance on the field. And we just got to be able to put those things together. And, I, and I'm confident we will. Of course, that was Terrell Austin. And he's giving us his purview as he looks at this and, and Max, um, you know, looking at this offense. Uh, again, I look at this offensive line. They got they got issues. They got problems. Um, they've given up sacks. But at the, this is going to be a game they're going to come in and going to try to stuff it down the, the Steelers' throats, I think, with uh, Zach Wilson. But one of the things you're going to have to do with Zach Wilson is also be aware of the fact that I think you can bedazzle him a little bit. You know, everybody's running at game speed. Everybody's been – you know, uh, got three weeks of, of game prep and game experience, and now you bring in this guy in, and he's trying to catch up. Uh, you know what? Literally, Mike Tomlin always refers to as the moving train, and this moving train could catch him right between the eyes. This offensive line, the interior, um, I know Lakin Tomlinson is a pro bowler, and he's a powerful dude. I mean, you can see uh, some of the things he does, but he gets – I wasn't overly impressed with him at all. No, I wasn't impressed with Lake and either. Um, you know, and, and trust me, I, I loved him in San Francisco, especially when he was, you know, paired with Trent Williams. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also even early on with Mike, with Mike McGlinchey. But, you know, since he's come over to the Jets, I think I don't know if in his head this was a demotion men- mentally hmm. for him. Even though I know, you know, he he was obviously a guy that was signed as a free agent. Right. But that same kind of power, explosiveness, awareness, it just doesn't seem to be there. It's not um, we know 
yeah, it's not translating um, into into the gameplay thus far. And you wonder if that's because of the uncertainty at his tackle position, right? You know, getting to know new buddies and everything. Like you said, you're down your first three tackles. Right. Now, you know, now you're down to four and five, essentially, on that line. And maybe he hasn't quite clicked with Connor McDermott. And then, of course, Connor McGovern um, at the center position, you know, being being a free agent they brought over from Denver. And, you know, I just, you know, Connor's been there probably, the you know, has been there since 20. But I don't know if he's necessarily fitting in with those guys. It doesn't look like they're, they're knowing their buddy too well. And I think that's something that you can attack, especially when you're talking about A-gap responsibilities, or, and especially in the B-gap. That's where mm-hmm. I think Larry O comes in. I think he can really take advantage of an opportunity. I think, like you said, when you pair that go six position I was talking about on right. Connor, mm-hmm. and then you have a Larry O sitting at that three technique, that B gap gets real wide. Oh, it does. And we all know once you get that B gap widened, it's tough for it's tough to try and cover up a guy like Larry Ogunjobi. He's so athletic, he's he's powerful, but he also he 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 has he has he has the slippage. Um, he has a he has a, he has a little it's bit a of highly greasiness technical to him. term. Yeah, the slippage yeah, and the you greasiness. Know. Yeah, I yeah, fully you know. Understand? Let me ask you this, Elijah Vera Tucker. I liked him. I thought, okay, you know what? At, at some points, he he looked a lot better than Lake and Tomlinson. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, comes over from USC. Um, was a guy that was drafted last year for him, first round pick. I thought he projected as a guard. He was a tackle mm-hmm. at USC. And he, he, he's been as advertised. I think he's a very good, stout, strong young man. A guy who, especially when you put him in the phone booth, you know, he has, he has good quick feet and he has, he has nice hands. So it, he, he's probably one that's going to be a guy you can't run down the middle of, right? No, no. Um, he's a guy where I think you have to use the advantage of angles. You have to use gaps um, to, uh, to kind of get him off his game. But he's solid in the run game too. Very powerful at the point of attack. You know, when guys are trying to stiffen against him, he, he can usually bend the edge on him and, and get the seal block. So he's, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that's really quality. And he will also pull the trigger with, on a Mr. Mean move. You know what I mean? He's not, yeah. he's not above that. You know, he's not going to take too much crap. He's, no. you know, he's one of those guys that's going to, oh, oh you want to do this? Okay. And that's, then it's off and going. All right, so we got Zach Wilson. We got Joe Flacco. Uh, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, we were talking about him. Tight ends, uh, you got C.J. Uzuma uh, backing up Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin, 18 receptions. This guy, he's a pretty good tight end. No, he's he's a solid tight end, and he's one of the guys that, when you're talking about safety blankets for the yep, quarterbacks, right. he's one of those guys that provides the warm blanket for you. Right? He did last he's week. He's a guy that's going to – yeah, he's going he's gonna to sit down on the seams. He's going to give you a, a, a very tall target to hit. And uh, and when you're talking about you know the size, he has the size that you want, so he can match up well against linebackers and and any of your safeties and nickels. And he knows how to body position. You know he does a good job in that respect. And then of course C.J. Ozama is a guy that we've seen from Cincinnati, so we know what C.J. is. So when right. they get into twelve personnel, you know they're they're two very 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 adept blockers. They will do um, a lot of twelve personnel too. You said what? They yeah. will do a lot of 12 personnel, too. Yeah. So so you have to be aware of both of them. Um, you know, I think, I think it's a solid, I think it's a solid uh, tight end crew. Yeah. Yep. Garrett Wilson, yeah. uh, good wide receiver, good rookie. Uh, he's averaging 11.9 yards a reception. But the guy, the guy that, to me, looks dangerous is Corey Davis. That's a big wide receiver. He's yeah. 6'3", yes. 210. 
Well, and, and Corey Davis is, is your field stretcher, right? He caught the yep. 66 yarder against Cleveland. Um, that started that started the run. Yeah, started the run for them to make to make the uh, to make the push to win that game in the end. Uh, he's a guy's averaging 18.7 a reception. Uh, so a he's lot. your he he's your, he's your big play guy. Um, only has 10 catches on the year. Um, but the funny thing is. He's only been targeted 19 times, whereas you look at Garrett Wilson's targeted 33 times. Right. Tyler Conklin, 24 times. So he's a guy that doesn't get uh, uh, the share. Uh, Elijah Moore, who is surprising. Elijah Moore hasn't hasn't really done a really good job. Mm-hmm. No so doubt about it. He's the one that that's the that's the bugaboo, and I think Corey Davis is starting to usurp him in that in that in that respect. One good factoid, the Jets' offense is running 2.65 plays per minute. That's number one in the NFL. They're, they've been hustling. They're going yeah, to work fast. They're going to work fast, but they also work fast for three and outs, too. Yeah, well. That's another thing to That's consider. the downside. <laughs> that is the downside. But, Wolf, it has been a pleasure. Yes, and to brother. our Steelers Nation Radio and and all of our fans out there. If you miss any of our show today, feel free to go download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts. Shows like The Drive, Locker Room, of course, that you're listening to right now, The Blitz with Wes and Moat, Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more, all available on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio, the pod, podcastification centers around the world. You can catch us at all those places. We're all downloaded there. It has been a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Let's finish off Cam's kindness week with kindly sending the Jets back home on a jet plane. <laughs> I'm Max Starks. He's Craig Wolfley. You've been in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. Have a great weekend. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.